put a ribbon on me. I've been acting brand new. I love that Lotto song. Y'all know, oh my God, that song is so good. Like it is genuinely so freaking, I don't know what y'all been told. Bet y'all, put a ribbon on me. I've been acting brand new. Let's just run the intro. I don't even have the energy in me and May. Welcome back to the Strike Me Please podcast. I am your host, Brianna Silva, and today I am here for Pod Miss Day 3. Sometimes I wonder if my neighbors can hear me. I know my boyfriend can hear me because he's in the living room playing video games and doing homework. I'm cleaning off my laptop screen. Um, today we have managed to clear up the video. I don't know what it was about yesterday, but I swear the videos were so blurry. Like my face looked washed out. I had so much makeup on. I had stage makeup on. And if y'all haven't seen those pictures yet, go. It should be on my Instagram already. Maybe I'll make a TikTok about it, girl. We don't know. One thing Brianna is going to do is she's going to sing on this podcast. If y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. What's up, G-Way? In the club with my twin. I am. Okay, so I had a double shot of espresso. And let me tell you, I swear I am still trying to get my energy up. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm still trying to get my energy up, girl. It's like it's up, but it's not there. Like, if it's up, if it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. Also, I am kind of feeling the hair today, but I am not feeling the makeup. I wanted to do a glittery eyeliner look, because I think it was in the last podcast episode. The light really washes me out, because the eyeliner, I got my eyeliners to look... Hold on, let's see if you can... I got them to look the same, Okay. I got them to be pretty damn similar. Oh, no, one is longer than the other. Okay. I thought I got them to look the exact same. I was like, why do you see one is all the way over here and the other one is not? It's It's because it's not, but my lashes covered so you can't even tell. It's giving cute though. I love the makeup, but I'm not like obsessed but i am obsessed with my hair today because i did everything that i said in the last episode that i wanted to do with my looks i did pull the curls out i did the bandana i put my hair up in a ponytail so i wasn't touching it as much i did an eyeliner look like i'm kind of feeling myself but i'm also kind of like so how y'all doing how y'all doing what do you want to talk about today what do you want to talk about today I know what I'm going to talk about today. Hold on. I stop everything that you're saying right now because I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And the first thing I want to talk about is a third place in America. And I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that in day one. I don't remember which. It was either day one or two. But I mentioned it in the previous podcast episode. If you've been keeping up with Podmas, go keep up with Podmas. We're a little late. We're a little running behind. But it's okay. I understand one and two is posted on December 3rd. And three and four is being posted on December 4th. And even then, they still might overlap just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. Because I still have, like, assignments to get done as I'm editing one and two. So, we're just trying to finish out the semester with a, with a force. 
with the force is all I can say. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May all of it be with you. May the demons, may the angels, may the candles, may the bath and body work sale that I'm just now realizing that I missed. Today's the third. I think I can still catch it. But Bath and Body Works sandals were going on sale. Like the three wick candles are going on sale for $9.95. Once I literally found that out, I had to go. I'm also realizing, man, eyeliner looks are just not for... They are. I'm kind of sexy. Who's sexy? Who's sexy? I'm sexy. I'm sexy. Like, I don't know. Like, I love the way that I look in person. But, man, this camera quality sucks. I really do need a better camera quality. I need y'all to be all up close and personal with the pores and all because like the camera quality is cute, but it's like not cute. It's not the cutest that it could be. Anyways, I want to talk about third place. And if you're American, you are like, we're talking about competitions. Like, girl, what? No, I'm talking about the lack of the third place. And we have this. Um, what why am I saying we have this we don't have this we don't have a third place in America and I had to find out from TikTok comments what it was because I was watching a TikTok video about it and basically some man was talking about our lack of a third place in America which is probably contributing to our depression and I learned that first place is your work it's your working environment it's where you go to work so even if you work from home that's having an office in another room that is your first place that is your place of work your second place that is your place of home that's where you come home that's where you relax your third place is where you go for community so your third place could be a park it could be a coffee shop it's where it is a place where you are able to interact with the community and the reason why so many people are chronically online is that specifically in America, we don't have third places. And so our third place has ended up being online. We are finding community. We are finding solidarity with people online. And I so agree because when I go back, my family's from... Uh, my mom's side is from a small, small French island called Dominica, not Dominican Republic, girl. I have to say this script every time I tell people about it, because every time I say Dominica, they're like, oh, you're talking about the Dominican Republic and start speaking Spanish to me. And I'm like, listen, I'm learning Spanish. I'm doing my Duolingo. I've taken four semesters of Spanish. I'm, I'm getting as good as an American can get with another language, but... I don't speak Spanish, you know? No hablo, no hablo español. No habla, no hablo. Is it O or A? Because I know it's no habla inglés, but is it no hablo español or is it no habla español? This is what I mean. As good as an American can get. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like in Dominica... People will just go hang out. Like, there's different stalls and stuff that people will set up across the world. Um, the world? What? Across the road. People will set up different stalls across the road. You have different businesses and their little bars and stuff. And people will just go sit there and hang out at the bar. And bars here, you want one little vodka crayon and it is $6. And I remember the first time I went out to a club and it was $6 for the drink. Uh, my friend said, oh, that's not that's not that badly priced. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good price. Now that I've been bar hopping and whatnot, 
the reason why she said it's not that badly priced was because like typically it's like eight ten dollars this like here in college station yeah our bars are a little cheaper you can get a shot for six dollars but there's also uh shop bars where you can get a shot for three dollars other places it's like a dollar a shot you want to go get some coffee it's like two dollars a cup of coffee here you want coffee you're spending five dollars minimum you want to spend less at the coffee shop you need to go get yourself a tea teas are four dollars four u.s american dollars and i am just like i understood that so many things in america were expensive but i didn't understand the extent of how expensive they were because that is like that is one of the big reasons for a lack of our third place is like it's just too pricey even like there's like these little cat cafes where you can go inside and you can pet a cat it's like 12 dollars just to enter for 30 minutes like everything has a price tag here you know you want to do anything there's a price tag and so sorry i'm writing notes for what i want to talk about i just got a thought pop into my head um and that price tag is like a lot it's never something cheap that you can just hand out and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that like you shouldn't spend your little five dollars on a coffee because i mean also like five dollars is still like still relatively cheap for as cheap as it can be but five dollars is a lot if that's something you want to spend every single day you know five dollars for seven days a week hey that adds up pretty quickly versus like two three dollars for seven days a week hey babes keep them coming you know and i know it's like the difference of like two three dollars but like that makes a difference it makes a difference especially if you're not making a lot of money and oh my gosh like i wish i had a third place i used to have a third place as a kid it was a park in our neighborhood but like i was always one of two kids on the playground you know it's not like a place overrun with kids it's just that my mom grew up being outside she wanted me to grow up being outside and so she took me to the park where there was two or three kids you know and then on the weekends maybe five five max um but it was never overran with kids unless it was like there was a festivity in the park that was happening that caused there to be a lot of kids around and so uh, I guess I don't even have a full opinion on it. I'm just kind of so upset that like we have been priced out of a third place in America. And that's another thing that some girl was talking about on TikTok was like we've been priced out of a lot of things. And I just I am waiting for the day that we officially like there's like we talk about it so much. But there truly is a financial crisis in America. And I can't define it because I'm not an economic major. Um, my friend who is an economic major who has gone to like the economic um, conventions and stuff. She has talked about like the way inflation has been working since uh, COVID-19 and how everything else has been happening economically, especially like COVID-19 bringing that out. But I definitely think that we need to have more conversations about the financial crisis. And when I say that, I am not talking about just like raising the minimum wage. I'm not talking about like, you know, like, yes, there still needs to be like a raise of the minimum wage. And then people are like, but y'all want to be millionaires for flipping burgers and McDonald's. And it's like, I cannot emphasize that it's not just that. Like, you don't need to be rich. Like, American citizens are not just fighting 
to be rich, to have this American dream. It is like you are literally fighting to survive. And like places like McDonald's, places like, you know, a little cashier or something at these stores, they're meant to be jobs. Like um, a few of my friends who have worked those jobs, they have mentioned to me that they're supposed to be jobs where you're not supposed to stay there for more than five years because they're supposed to be either one transition jobs. So this is your first time getting this job. This is your, you know, or like first time having a job. Um, and you just need something as a kid starting out just to have a little pocket change. Or they're also meant to be jobs where you you have been fired, you have been laid off, for some reason you are out of a job, and so they're transition jobs, you know? They're a job that you have to pay the bills until you get a new job, which is um, something unemployment checks can also do, but, you know, I mean, an un- unemployment check is an unemployment check. I think it's like $500 or something. I don't know how much unemployment is. I want to say it's like $500, but um, sometimes working these little jobs can just be a little more helpful than these unemployment checks. And so they're not jobs to stay at, but if they are transitional, if they are transitory jobs, if they are a job for you to have something to pay the bills until you find a new job, because the other thing is you don't get unemployment unless you're fired. If you quit a job because you're unhappy, um, we're just going to sit here and be really, really real. You're working in a place where you're not safe. Where, especially as a woman, you have a man who's at your job. Sometimes it's your boss. Sometimes, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to go that deep. But I'm just saying, you know, there, there are just reasons that people need to quit a job, and you don't get unemployment unless you're fired. Um, well, I know in Texas, I don't know how it is in other states or other places, but I know in Texas, you you can't get unemployment unless you're fired. If they push you to the brink of quitting. You can't get unemployment, which is why people have to go work these jobs. And so that's why I'm sitting here saying, like, like raise that money, you know, raise, raise how much people are getting paid because a lot of people are just trying to survive. Some people are homeless and just need a job. And they just the thing is, American citizens are fighting to survive. And I think when you are past a certain amount of money, people tend to lose empathy and they tend to forget how hard it is to struggle um what the struggle is especially if it's things that are out of your control because i mean even like here to get a college degree the value of a college degree especially a bachelor's degree has gone down so much and it is something that me and all my friends and classes talk about a lot which is the fact that like we're all here getting bachelor's degree bachelor's degrees but we understand that like we have to come back for a master's within the next year. Like, I have always said, oh, I don't want a master's degree unless push comes to shove. And before I have been even taken a step into the uh, workforce, I am already like, I gotta come back for a master's degree, bro. Because, like, a bachelor's, like, the average salary of a bachelor's degree is like $35,000, dollars 40, uh, $40, a year. Babes, I spent more getting the degree. <laughs> I spent more getting the degree and it's just because, you know, I think it's like my mom's generation is like Gen X and like the boomers, you know, having, well, really my mom's generation was the last generation. So like Gen X, that was the last generation of people who could have high school diplomas and be able to survive. It's the last set of people who 
could survive off a high school diploma because a high school diploma, you weren't you weren't living like Larry babes, but you were comfy. You know, you could afford to start a family. You could afford to have a house. And it was just like your bare necessities were covered. Your bills were covered. Groceries were covered. Family was fed. And maybe you had to hustle a little harder, work a little overtime at work to be able to afford like a nice out of state even vacation. And now... A high school diploma is pocket change. And I'm not saying that you need to go to college to make a life for you. But I'm saying if you don't go to college, have a plan. Because you can go to trade school. You can go to, oh my God, all the glitter. I don't know if y'all can tell. All the glitter is like piling up at the corner of my lips. But like the base of this lip gloss is white. So it started, you know when someone's talking a lot and you start watching the white <laughs> build up <laughs> in the corner of their lips i'm sorry so i got something so serious but i looked into the um the camera and i looked at my lips and i was like what is that okay but you know you i need a napkin my upstairs neighbor bro upstairs neighbor behavior um where was I yeah but like you could go to trade school you can do so many things and because I am like I will always stand by college isn't for everyone college is not something that everyone needs to do because you know what everyone has their strengths and weaknesses not everyone is good at school not everyone is good at school and that's the other thing that I think we're missing as a college degree has become a necessity is that we are leaving sorry that was my drawer we are not leaving space for the people who not who are not good at school but like have amazing amazing skills like they are just better with their hands you put a book in front of them and they're lost but babes they could build you a house with just some wood and some nails you know and so it, it's just sad that like that generation a bachelor's degree was just worth so much that so many people ask their kids to go out and do it because you know they want to push their kids into like um upper middle class even just pushing them in a higher tax bracket than they did but so many parents asked that of their kids and and told them like that's how you make it that's how you make it that's how you make it and so now the like workforce is oversaturated with bachelor's degrees and so a bachelor's degree is now just like a checkbox it's, it's just another box to fill on a resume. It's just another line on a resume. You want to stand out. Babes, you better go for that master's degree. You know, it's now you're relying on who you know because everyone, like, you are trying to out-compete every single person. And the requirements are so high. Like, even for vet school, it has slowly ticked all the way up. Like, you know, it was, you know, um, just a couple years ago, it was like, uh, the minimum GPA you could have to get into vet school was like a 3.0 with this and that and blah, blah, blah. It currently, your minimum GPA has to be like a 3.6. And I remember the lady who was like giving, who was giving us the information for uh, vet school. She said a 3.6 GPA is having all A's and one B the first semester of college. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, crap. 
Because to even like, I was going for animal science, to even, to have three A's and one B, your first semester of college as an animal science major, first of all, we're not taking four classes. We're, ta- we're taking more than that because every class has a lab associated with it. So we're taking Chem 101, Animal Science 101, all these science-heavy courses that would uh, meet all your prerequisites for vet school so you don't have to add more classes onto your degree so like as a philosophy major if i want to go to vet school i have to go talk to the vet school counselors and ask them what prerequisites they need and i have to add those classes onto my major as an animal science major i believe you don't have to do that because your degree met all of it already or something like that and (laughs) i animal science taking the science route it uh you could also take the business route but that would be like going into feed production and i don't I'm not here to learn how to feed some damn animals. I wasn't trying to do that in my life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone who's out there who does that because we do need it. You know, you're learning to feed animals and learning to artificially inseminate animals. Man, these are all things that are needed to help feed our country. But babes, that is not where I want to be. I do not want to be in no cowboy boots and jeans sticking my hand up a cow's butt that is not what i wanted to do i wanted to just be a small animal vet and call it a day (laughs) um but yeah like i don't even know where i was going with this oh yeah but like now so my first semester of college i took 13 hours i didn't even take the 15 hours that you would need to graduate on time within four years i just took the 12 hours that was seven classes because some of your labs counted as one hour and I was in seven classes and so that meant I needed to get six A's and one B to get a 3.6 but why is it like that she was saying like the year before it was like a 3.4 but like it ticks up it ticks up because people want to start outperforming people when people learn oh if you outperform to this level then you are guaranteed an in and so therefore everyone starts performing at that level that becomes baseline they raise up the baseline you know it's just stuff like that and that's just kind of how it's gotten and that's how it's really turned into america and it's now like things are unlivable when my mom first came to america i don't mean to age my mama like that but she said she came here and gas was only a few cents she said gas was 80 cents a gallon in Texas, gas is now $3 a gallon on average, which I understand in other states. Y'all are like, girl, $3 a gallon. What? What is like, uh, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. uh we wish, you know, it's $7 a gallon here on average. Da, da, da. But in Texas, just with the cost of living, $3 a gallon. Hey, that's that's high. You know, I mean, once it started ticking up to $4 a gallon, it was like, uh, a government go- we were <laughs> we were knocking doors down if you will like we uh, what are you doing for dollars a gallon you know but three dollars a gallon is still on the pricier side two something is kind of it's cheap if you, it's two something in texas uh, babes who who's trying to cross state lines who's taking road trips that's cheap here three dollars is more average but it is like mm, i don't want to pay that it starts getting close to four horses are flooding the streets not that many people have actually a lot of people have guns and horses here i'm so lying to y'all think of it as like 
Texas, I know people have such a conception of Texas. Texas is like, especially Houston, there's metropolitan cities, okay? We have big skyscrapers. We have big, beautiful... I mean, we have highways upon highways that stack each other. I always know I'm back in Houston when I start seeing the highways just just stacked on top of each other. Um, I love Texas. I love Texas so much. I love it so much. But a lot of people do have horses, and a lot, but more people have guns. It is more common to see a gun than it is to see a horse. You want to start seeing a lot of horses, you got to drive out to the country. You'll start seeing horses everywhere. And not just that, you will see cows upon cows on the side of the road, even in the middle of a, of like suburbia here or a suburb here. Even in the middle of a suburb here, like you'll drive past and you'll see cows. That's one thing that I can say is everywhere. There are cows upon cows just moo moo mooing. In a pasture somewhere. Oh my God, we have so many cows in Texas, and it is one of my favorite things to just look out the window and be like, a cow, a cow. And as an animal science major, learning all my breeds and stuff, sometimes I try to quiz myself on the breeds, but I've forgotten, girl. I have really forgotten my breeds. But that's my favorite thing about Texas is looking around and seeing all the cows. They're so fun. They're so fun. But Texas can also get very hood and ghetto and questionable. But it is not just like big open plains there's a lot of flatlands in houston houston is just flat babes there is no mountains or nothing that's why our highways are stacked on top of each other like everything's just flat <laughs> it's the rolling plains of texas girl it's flat it is flat you will not see no mountain ranges you will not see no peaks and valleys nothing not this south here in texas no ma'am no ma'am no sam no ham north texas yes we have like been big Ben and stuff but south of texas the prettiest thing you're seeing is a really tall skyscraper that just opened up in 2023 and you think it's gorgeous like that's it we don't have much going on here it's it's pretty boring it's pretty boring but i still love me some texas because i'm a te i'm from texas man and we'll go down whoop de whoop john from texas man and what it is what it do john from texas man oh my god i love that song y'all know what i'm talking about y'all know y'all i don't i know y'all know what i'm talking about because when i got my spotify wrapped or my podcasters wrapped from spotify i saw that it was like one of the main genres y'all listen to is pop pop rap and rock and i was like I know I found my people. I know I found my people because those are my cat. Duolingo is telling me I need to get on here and do my Spanish lesson. Why don't I do that in like episode four? I could do it now. I don't have much going on. The only <laughs> Okay, hold on. Here's something else. I'm looking at the list of things that I have to talk about for episode three. Um, we might do it in episode five. I might hop on here and do some Duolingo Spanish lessons with y'all just when I start run running out of content ideas for Podmas. Just know I'm going to be on here doing Spanish and y'all are probably going to be like, I'm going to go ahead and log out. But you know what? We're going to be here and we're going to learn some Spanish. Um, I'm from Texas, man. And we'll go down. Whoop -doo. I can't stop looking at myself because like this is such a new look for me and I love it. And I think it's pretty. I think it really brings out my eyes. That's one thing. This is why I love having dramatic uh, eye makeup is because I have boring brown boo-boo eyes, like dookie stained eyes, you know, but with the right makeup look, it really makes my brown pop and it makes it stand out. And I love that look. I love, love, love that look of like 
my eyes stand out. I think it is the prettiest thing. Because don't get me wrong, I love my brown eyes, but man, sometimes I'm like, it's boring, you know? It is so common to have brown eyes. They're kind of boring. And so sometimes I'm like, I don't want them to be boring. And you know what I'll always be mad about? The fact that my grandmother has brown eyes on my mom's side. But my grandfather has colored eyes. And I never got to meet him. He died when my mom was a teenager. But he has colored eyes. My grandmother had eight kids. All eight of them have colored eyes. But yet, when it comes to me, my mom has the most beautiful hazel eyes. And I mean, she has, her eyes are so, I will never not be jealous. I mean, maybe not that jealous because her eyesight, her eyesight is also crap. Love you, mom, but it is. Her eyesight ain't that good. <laughs> not me dragging my mom through the mud. Um... But she has the most beautiful hazel eyes. And so if she wears a green shirt, her eyes look green. If she wears a pink shirt, they look pink. If she wears a blue shirt, and so on and so forth. And so her eyes change colors based off of what she wears. And I don't understand why it reflects onto her eyes. But it is beautiful. My dad has brown eyes. And I got brown eyes. I was like, why did it work one way with one couple? I get it, genetics, Punnett squares, and genetics are complicated. And if you would have da 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 then like I would understand, and that's why I have brown eyes. But I will never, never, never not be pissed because brown eyes are a dominant gene. That's why it's so common. While colored eyes are a recessive gene. So yeah, with my grandfather and my grandmother, his colored eyes dominated but my mom and my dad the colored eyes no longer want to dominate whatever whatever you know and that's why I can see and that's why I've always had a good vision my mom on the other hand she's working on it she's working on it poor thing oh she's always had bad vision my poor my poor mother me on the other hand I keep going to the doctor's office and they're just like have a good day <laughs> Do you want glasses? We can give you glasses, but my glasses have like the weakest prescription and it's literally just to like help my eyes um, because I look at screens because like that's the new normal of life. Like it's just staring at a computer screen, your phone screen, your TV screen. And so since that's the new uh, normal, the way for them to keep selling glasses is they're like, we can give you like reading glasses to help your eyes since you're staring at a screen all day, which I do need to go back to the eye doctor and get because I've been waking up with very, very dry eyes and getting headaches and stuff. And I realize anytime I wore my glasses, like the reading glasses they give me, it's, it's not as bad. And it's not like I need them to see. It's just like after staring at a screen for so long, like it strains your eyes a little. It strains the muscles, you know? So I do need to hop back. I need to go back to the eye doctor and get that. Good eyesight here. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this and then we can move on to the next podcast episode. Um, I need more places. I need more places to start allowing more options to not have to not be around kids. As a per okay, I people who have kids and I understand it is just so common for people to adore kids. I understand so many people see a kid and go, Oh, that's so cute. And every once in a while I do, every once in a while I do follow a victim and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. Like what a cute child. 
But for the most part, I do not like kids. I don't. I When I was younger and I was being sold the dream of um, as a woman, you're the oh my gosh, I forgot to put my phone on. Do not disturb. When I was being sold the dream of your your life as a woman is to have a kid and be happy and that's going to be the happiest day of your life is to get married and have a kid. I was obsessed. I was obsessed with kids, not to the point where I wanted to be around them all the time, but you know, when I was around kids, I was like, oh my God, they're so cute. How cute. I wouldn't sit there and goo goo gaga in their face, but I was always like, oh, they're cute. And I could at least com- uh, comment on that, acknowledge it. I used to be upset when people would talk down on moms of like their rowdy kids and whatnot. But, and I hate to say, college really made me learn a lot about myself. Um, should I be looking at the camera? Yes. But am I also like cleaning up my, <gasps> cleaning up my eyelash glue? I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Also, yes. And that's kind of a little interesting because I want to keep my hands busy right now. Um, but yeah, like I remember when people get like mad at like screaming kids in restaurants and stores and stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I could be so patient. Then I got to college and it it wasn't a new idea, but like, it was like the first time that it settled in me that I have the choice to have kids or not. I feel like that is something that is... It is being more commonly accepted is like you have the choice to have a kid and that really came with understanding back to the economy is understanding how expensive it is like to have a kid really takes a lot it really takes a lot of your money you have to pay for daycare because most likely um it, you like you cannot afford to be a stay-at-home parent I you just can't it's really hard in this economy like to start off like oh my gosh it takes it takes like years like when you're 40 50 years old is finally when you can afford things and as a woman 50 years old is when you're hitting menopause you know so like of course you you can't wait till you're 50 to have a kid when the economy has finally allowed you to afford it so you know people are like having kids in their 20s I know a lot of people talk about they want to be a young mom because they want to be able to keep up with their kids they want to be able to understand their kids and a lot of that comes with youth from your 20s and so I understand a lot of people want to wait want to have kids in their 20s have them pretty early I've always been team late kid I will say because for me my mom had me late and I feel like while she wasn't perfect I still have some issues I do feel like there's a lot more benefits to waiting to have kids because uh, I just feel like there's more benefits. You're smarter. You understand you're more likely to have more patience with a child than when you're young. And like, you know, you no longer want to go out. You just want to sit down. And I understand a lot of people that comes for them in their 20s where they're like, I've never wanted to go out. I never want to do that. So I've always wanted to be a mother. That's understandable. But like for me as a person who loves to party and go out, uh, it's going to take me some time until I hit that place of like, I want to stay in and be with my child. No, <laughs> baby, when you can walk, you're coming shopping with mama. <laughs> if you can walk, you better put on your shoes. Let's go see some birds or something. We ain't staying inside. I'm not talking about I'm taking my kids to the club, but like, 
we ain't staying here either. Now, all of this to be said, leave your damn kids at home. Your kids do not need to be everywhere with you. And I understand how so hypocritical I'm talk I'm sounding because it's like, oh, how are you going to say like, oh, you're going to take your kid as the second they can walk. But suddenly you're saying like, leave your kid at home. Yes, because I I have I just don't like kids. I I forced myself to like kids because it was what was expected of me growing up. Everyone was like, when you're a mother, when you're a mother, when you're a mother. And I was like, when I'm a mother, when I'm a mother, I'm preparing my entire life to be a mother. And finally I was like, oh, oh, wait, I can choose to like have a career. I can choose to be more than just a mom. I can be a mom and a CEO, an entrepreneur, someone with dreams, someone with a podcast. I could be a mom and have a life. Like, I, I like there's no way to explain it other than that you know it's always looked at as like you're a mom you go to the p you like you're going to the um what is it parent teacher meetings um everyone made this dream of or painted this picture of you're a woman you're a mother you need to be there and you need to go to the parent teacher meetings if there's bake sales you're going to bake them for your kid you're going to be the mom making lunches you're going to get everyone up you're going to get everyone going and you're going to be the reason why your house is functioning you're going to be the reason why everyone can get up and get out the front door and that is your job and like if you do have an actual job you have to learn to balance being a mom and doing your job but being a mother is always going to come first but it was never painted in this picture of you're going to love your job and you're going to love being a mom. But instead, your job would come out of necessity for your kids. But if you have the option, you would always stay home and be with your kids is how it was always painted to me. And so I always assumed that that's how it would always feel. And I remember hearing all my friends talk about, I can't wait to be that mom who's cutting all the fruits into star shapes, into heart shapes, into dino nuggies and, you know, using different veggies to make it seem like the dino nuggies are running across, oh, my bad, are running across um, a field of grass or whatnot. And I remember sitting there thinking, you really want to take time out of your day to do that? And I remember every time like I would be around kids, I was like, you're so cute. And I remember all of my friends, even at such a young age, just being like, come here, I wanna hold you, I wanna babysit, I love babies. And me be, always being like, yeah, they're so cute, I love kids too, but it was always like, don't touch me. Like, why is your kid touching me? Why are you leaving me here alone with a kid? My, I was always like, I'm just here to watch you not get hurt, but like I'm not interacting with your child. And it's as I got older, I was like, oh my God, I don't actually like kids. People just like push this narrative into my mind and I ran with it. You know, I ran with the narrative, uh, the narrative of as a woman, I need to love kids. I don't like kids. They're a lot. They're a lot of responsibility. They're loud. They're obnoxious. You play with them and like they won't give you a break. You can't sit down and enjoy yourself your entire world now revolves around this child. And that's not just as a parent, but that's as anyone in the vicinity of a child. Oh, you're sitting here listening to rap music with curse words? Turn it off. There's a child here. How dare you spoil their innocence? And 
I'm not saying, oh, we need to stop doing that because no, like seriously, how selfish of you. How selfish of you to sit here playing music with curse words, talking about sexual intercourse in front of this child. That is not kid that is not kid appropriate. Like you don't want a kid running around with these thoughts in their mind, like listening to this stuff, even if they don't fully understand it. But that is not, you know, like you don't I'm so, I am not playing the song WAP in front of a child. I am not playing Looking for the Hose by Sexy Red. I am not playing P Pound Town in front of a child because like yes to a certain extent like they are children you as a like you as a society you you as a community surrounding this child you need to help protect them you need to help raise them you know there is some level of responsibility but that is how much responsibility a child takes is that the second they are around anyone it is now everyone's job to help to help be kid friendly and I don't want to do that everywhere I go. Why am I going to the Nutcracker and there's so many children running around me? Go home! <laughs> this is a ballet. This is theater. This is not a place for toddlers. If it was 10 to 12 year olds, I would be like, understandable. Because 10 and 12 year olds can understand to sit there and be quiet. Maybe they don't want to do it. But they can understand, hey... It's really inappropriate to sit here and start screaming and yelling and crying. Your two-year-old does not understand in a ballet to shut the hell up, stop talking, stop screaming, stop bouncing on this chair. That, to me, that is, I would not think I'm going to the ballet. Let me dress my kid up and bring them. You want a toddler to sit in a chair for two hours surrounded by their toddler friends and you just thought that was a good idea you just thought that wasn't going to bother the people around you and don't get me wrong yes in this ballet um the parents did a very good job a very very good job of every time the kids spoke up, every time the kids started to get loud, it was like, shh. And even I was back there like, ooh, they better be quiet because I do not want to be in front of this mama. But not in a way of like, ooh, I'm going to hurt you. But it was in a way of like, she means business. Y'all better shut up. You know, I'm sitting back there like, I need to shut up. Um, but there was like three kids, three toddlers in front of us who were yelling and screaming before the show started. And every time, man, that mama would turn and, hey. And ooh, I just knew because I couldn't hear what she was saying. But was all I could hear and I was like "Ooh, she getting on to them but not oh my god but I know not everyone does that in a public setting there are so many people who will let their kid run buck wild and I'm just like can I have like can we can you advertise on certain days like no kids adults only only like 15 and up or something like not everywhere I want to go like can we normalize that can we normalize oh even if it's just like for two hours only at this place every single day, 15 and up only. No toddlers, no babies, no screaming and crying. I want to have that choice more often. Even when I went to Texas Tulips with my boyfriend, Texas, we're going to a field to pull flowers. And I guess because I don't revolve my day around kids and entertaining kids and, you know, keeping them occupied so they can go home and sleep so you can finally go home and sleep at a reasonable time 
I like I guess it didn't cross my mind that hey a lot of people are gonna want to bring their kids here so they can take pictures of their like toddler running through a field of flowers because at the same time even as someone who doesn't like kids I do have an appreciation for kids and I do hope to be a mother one day because I also understand I don't like other people's kids but I'm gonna definitely love my kids I'm definitely gonna post pictures everywhere of my kids because they're mine I made that even like I even want to adopt one day yeah I adopted that so it's mine it is my child and I want them to grow up to be whatever they want to be and I want them to understand like you know make it their own life and at the same time I need pictures of them running through the fields I need to be able to pull to pull out the photo albums or the USB drives I don't know what's going to be when they're grown um and embarrass them in front of their partners at their weddings like are you kidding me like what like of course you should do all that but i'm just saying as a society can we also normalize hey you can have days without kids what is this i'm just saying that's my computer agreeing with me because like normalize it i did not expect to step into the texas tulips field where it's just a field where you're picking a bunch of flowers and have toddlers running around me i understand a mall i understand a grocery store you're just bringing them with you why am i <laughs> pulling flowers as a child is screaming next to me and then you're looking at me thinking you have to be nice to this kid because they are a child how dare you be rude but suddenly i'm the bad person if i'm just like excuse me can you get your kid Suddenly it's, ugh, what's wrong with them? Don't they understand that kids are kids and you can't control a child? Yes, but to a certain extent. Yes, but to a certain extent. If I ask you to come get your kid out of my face and I don't want to sit here and play with, uh, just get your kid, bro. Get your kid. I don't want to be around kids. I do not like them like that. I respect them. I appreciate them. And we should treat them like human beings. Like give them, don't sit here and be like, kids are voices. Kids don't need a voice because yes, they do. Because kids are smarter than you think they are. Kids understand. Kids like kids are such amazing human beings. They're so precious. But at the same time, those things are annoying. Those things carry germs. They are frustrating and screaming and crying. And I don't want to be around them sometimes. Like, get your kid. So let's normalize that. And I don't, like, that's not even a unpopular opinion or, like, a new concept. But, like... Please normalize it. Tuesdays and Thursdays at Cane's, no one is allowed to dine in unless, <laughs> unless you're 15 and up. Another thing, normalize tween spaces. Because my other thing is, I think even because even when I was a teenager, I remember the only places that we really went to was like the mall and the movie theaters. Well, especially after COVID, these places aren't as popular to go into. You know, not many people want to go in. We've now realized how, like, dirty so many places are. Like, places are nasty. People do not clean up after themselves. People are just dirty. And especially when everything can just be done online. You know, you can just watch a streaming service. You can just watch... I mean, if you want to buy something, you just order it online. Can we have more spaces for tweens? I would have really enjoyed that as a child. Is having a place where only tweens can go, something very catered to tweens and not just like kids. Because a lot of times, like even places like It's Pizza or whatever, um, It's Pizza was like an arcade and pizza place, you know? So you go there, you can do like the big one had go-kart racing and whatnot. Or even there's another one called like 
it's like urban something I, don't, I remember it starts with a U but like it's a big trampoline park where there's also like zip lining and like rock wall climbing and whatnot but the thing is because it's something catered to kids it's like anyone from two to like 17 and I feel like a lot of times people mix kids and tweens into the same category because they just go oh they're all young they're all minors so let's mix them we need a place more focused on kids like not like tweens I mean not just like kids but like tweens because even the fact that like my friend's little sister hey Hannah I'm gonna shout you out because I adore Hannah Hannah is so precious she is so amazing and she is truly a gift to this world but she's 14 years old and there's been a few times where Hannah has been hanging out with us and turns out she's also a book girly that's why I love Hannah she is so cool and I'm just like I wish I was as cool as you when I was a little teenager but even she's saying how like within the book world, a lot of uh, adult books have been categorized as young adult because it's not as, or like, what is it? It's like young adult. So like tween books or whatever, like kid, like books. Oh my gosh. I am not explaining this properly. I'm going to just break it down as simply as I can for lack of better terms because I can't remember how she exactly explained it. But basically, books for teenagers, a lot of them are mixing adult books with very vivid, very vivid sex scenes within young adult. And young adult is now being like pushed to teenagers because there's no longer like a teen category because it wasn't popular. It didn't sell as much, but young adult sells like crazy off the shelves. Cause even I, at the age of, I'm about to be 24 this month. Even I about to be a 24 year old, even I pick up young adult books because they're great. And they have like, you know, they have great smutty, spicy scenes that I enjoy. And I remember Hannah was like explaining it and I was like, you know, I'm kind of sitting there like, girl, don't pick up those books. They're not for you. And she was like, no, these books are like in my library, in my section, in the teen section. This is what's being pushed to me. And I remember thinking, no, absolutely not. Who the hell is giving Hannah these smutty scenes? And it's like Hannah has a good head on her shoulder. So she's just like, I put it down. Like, I'm not, I'm not. But what happened? Because I remember when I was a like middle schooler, when I was a little 13, 14 year old girl, there were so many books that had the romance that I wanted, that I craved because now I'm into, you know, I'm, I have crushes. I'm into people. I want a love story. And I didn't have the sex scenes, but it had the toxic relationships. But then it also had like your, oh my gosh, the candy apple books. Yo. If anyone can find me all the candy apple books and send them my way, bro, bro, oh my God, the candy apple series, I was obsessed with them as a kid. I'm literally about to Google this right now. Are you kidding me? Candy apple books. Dude. Yes, the accidental cheerleader, the boy next door, Miss Popularity. Oh my God, how to be a girly girl in just 10 days, drama queen, the babysitting wars, Cali for president. What is this? Sister switch, accidentally famous. I'm telling you, accidentally famous was the reason why I wanted to be a YouTube star or something. 
Oh my God. These all came out in 2009. Listen, these defined my childhood. Oh my God. I need to find these books and I need to read them. I'm literally about to go to Half Price Books probably tomorrow. Um, right when my man comes back from work. Because again, still Carlos. If you've been keeping up with Podmas, go listen to the last podcast episode. Or was it podcast day one? What? Because my back. But understands. I don't even know what setting that is. I don't even know what setting I have to turn off. But like these were actual tween books that catered to we understand you're in high school and you have like this idea you know, but we're not going to put the sex and the drugs and the this and that. Like even Euphoria, Euphoria is set in high school. Now, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people were like, why are we showing this to like teenagers? Like this is not a cute little teenage moment. This is something that I would do as an adult. I'm not going to lie. My high school life was like that. That's how high school was. A lot of people on drugs, a lot of people having sex, a lot of people doing this and that, but it was all within people within their age group. So it was kind of like, eh. Now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, that that's weird that I like grew up like that. Like what? Um, and don't even try to say you're being loud. And like, don't even try to sit here and say it's because he went to high school in the hood. No. Mm-mm. Cause I was also friends with the Miss Preppies that came from Yes Prep and all the other. Mm. I mean, I was also <laughs> I also went to private school when I was a youngin' and before it went bankrupt. Um, but yeah, like I was also friends with the people who came from the preppy sides, and the only difference was they had access to more drugs because they had mommy and daddy's money, mm-hmm. so they could afford the different drugs. My school only had access to weed, and that's all they did. Like, it wasn't much different, babes. It was not much different, you know? And so I understand that to a certain extent that, like, yes, that needs to be talked about. Like, hey, teenagers also experience this. But also, euphoria went so hard. We could have said that in college. Because also, I did did not experience... I was going to say I didn't experience it. I didn't experience it to that level, like from euphoria, because I chose not to, because I chose not to hang out with people like that. I was also on the dance team and like you would get kicked off the team for like being that type of person. But also it did go harder in college and colleges was more partying because you have the option to party. Um, especially if you lived on campus and away from your parents, even if you're like an hour, two hours away, Hey, at midnight your parents are not driving up to you to see what like what's happening so you do have the option to party every night you have the option to become an alcoholic a little druggy everything so it does go a lot harder in college than it does in high school so yet again why are all these places setting it in high school we need more tween spaces is what i'm saying and we need more tween books because there needs to be a smoother transition from like middle schooler to teenager And it's really, really, really scary seeing the loss of that. Like, I had Hannah Montana. I had, um, what was all those other? I had Victorious. You know, I had all these fun shows that I got to watch as a kid. And I feel like nowadays, I'm not hearing of any, like, teen shows go really popular. Other than, like, Ginny and Georgie, which I've never watched or something. 
but I feel like a lot of it now is like pushing adult ideas to kids. And I understand teenagers talk about them things, talk about those things. But they talk about those things with each other because they're experiencing it. They're growing up like, like, you know, hormones. But also, let's not push these ideas on them even more because me as an adult, I don't want to sit here and say like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's the same thing with euphoria. I enjoyed euphoria as an adult because I was like, oh my God, like, yes, you know, we've all experienced these things and da 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 and whatnot. But it could be just a tad bit cleaner for high schoolers. I'm not saying take out the cursing and the drugs and the sex because, yes, teenagers still do that with each other. But also, it ain't that hardcore, babe. It ain't that hardcore. It is not. And so, I'm just saying, we need more tween spaces. Anyways, with that being said, I need to go take a break before I go record another podcast episode. So, I'm going to go ahead and clock out for you guys. I love you. Follow me on all the socials. You made it this far. You might as well follow or subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You're here. You obviously enjoy my voice. You like my voice. It's turn you on. Just wait till you see. Oh, my God. I can't even remember the lyrics. But y'all go follow me on Instagram. Go follow me on TikTok. My Twitter is private. But if we get any of my if we get any of my Podmas episodes to a hundred thousand downloads, I will unprivate my Twitter. And that's my promise to you. I love you. Goodbye. I'll see you for Podmas Day Four, which is a podcast episode you're also going to get in the same day because we're a little behind on Podmas. But I love you. I feel so pretty. Y'all couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> Bye guys. You like my voice, it's how you want, this ain't no way to you.